You are right up my street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. This is Your Welcome America Presents Search for the Next Pussycat Doll Working Title. Pussycat Doll Presents Your Welcome America Presents Search for the Next Doll. I am joined by a little kitty cat that's just meowed her way into the studio. She's back from Scotland. Look what the pussycat dragged in. It's Ben. Me, yeah. She's back. <laughs> so yes, I'm Fraser. I'm Ben. Oh, we did that backwards. I'll do it again. I'm Ben. I am Fraser. Fraser like Razor. You may know us from our regular podcast, You're Welcome America, where every episode we translate British pop culture for America. And American pop culture for Britain. You're welcome. But this, well, this is really Fraser's brainchild of a spinoff. <laughs> I have, well, full disclosure, I have not watched episodes one and two. Today is episode three. I've not listened to the podcast. I'm Great. coming in cold, but some might say I'm coming in hot. <laughs> so supportive. <laughs> Look, I was traveling. Coming in hot stuff. Looking for your hot stuff, baby, I need it. I'm really obsessed with the way they do that line. Baby, I need it. It's really flat and weird. Anyway, yes, we are doing episode three of Search for the Next Doll. So actually, before we get started, mm-hmm. we have had a little bit of info. This is from Tom Leonard, listener Tom Leonard in London. A little feedback. He says, I would postulate, great word, the reason they wanted a seventh doll is because choreographically, choreographically, mm-hmm. choreographically, mm-hmm. it's much easier and satisfying to have an odd number of people for patterns. And you can feature one person in the middle, like a la Nicole. Oh, much like, much like if you're a bride... You want an equal number of bridesmaids for the photos. Exactly. And Got then it. even after we posted <laughs> some of the, the artwork for the episode, he said, see how clunky that arrangement of people is? So Tom's on it. Okay. And then just a quick bit of feedback. Yes. I'm going to have to give you a bit of backstory on this one. So okay. in the first episode, Mark McGrath said that there were a certain number of hit singles for the Pussycat Dolls. Then he revised that on episode two. And right. what happened is he was actually uh, erasing sway from everyone's consciousness. Okay. And I said, I will not stand for sway erasure. Bum. Wow. And uh, the Hips Don't Lie podcast has actually messaged us on Twitter and said, just starting the Pussycat Dolls episode of Your Welcome America, and I'm so glad someone is finally standing up for Sway. Hashtag justice for Sway. And if you look on the hashtag for justice for Sway, uh, really not a lot of stuff going on for the Pussycat Dolls specifically. I'm seeing something about a dog called Sway, justice for the dog called Sway. Yeah. So, good to know other people are on Team Sway. I also noticed on our Instagram, Tone Rings got in touch, and he's just done a quote, we're looking for sexy sophistication, now hang up your feather bow that we gave you. And he just says, make it make sense. And he also says, Asia's daughter is now 16. Feel old? Oof, that's rough. Yeah, Asia's, Asia is only 18, and she, has, she now has a 16-year-old daughter. It's quite a lot oh. to deal with the passage of time there. So actually, uh, his comment takes us quite nicely into the previously on. So that was uh, just a little recap of last episode. And obviously, you haven't seen any episodes. So nope. There was a lot of information whooshing past for you there. Um, it really focused on the fact that, as I called her, Big Head Brittany, my queen, she got eliminated last week. Okay, God. I, what, she's gone. I don't need to worry about her. <laughs> All you need to know about her is they criticized her for being too sexy for the Pussycat Dolls. <laughs> and she was really good. And she had a, quite a large noggin. <laughs> a sizable noggin on her so that that was the real problem yeah they were like we can't her head's too big we don't know how to fit her into the lineup 
Um, yeah, so in that quick recap, I mean, this is me just entering the, the Pussycat Dolls Lounge for the first time. As on the were. Sunset Strip. So on the Sunset Strip. Uh, for, where is this loft that they're staying in? <laughs> Many questions about that. <laughs> Michael, loft- Michael and I tried to get to the bottom of that. It's on Sunset Boulevard. We think it was, or I think Michael, Michael postulated, great word, that it's definitely kind of Thai town, like deep east of oh, Sunset. Okay. Like not Sunset where we are right now in Silver Lake, but like... Got it. Sketch I, in between Hollywood and here. And not Sunset where the Pussycat Dolls lounges. <laughs> Absolutely not. Got it. There's a lot of patterned wallpaper flying around. Mm-hmm. Actually, a little bit like Girls Loud Off the Record. Yes. That pink and black patterned wallpaper. <laughs> yeah. I've just written in capital letters, Pink Feather Boas, which we'll get to later. <laughs> and also just the font of like the names and things whooshing around. It's almost like in 2008, if you went and you were like, I'm going to get like a kind of gothic font tattoo. Yes. It looks like a medieval scroll. Yes. I didn't realize that the Pussycat Dolls were so medieval. (laughs) (laughs) So let's just uh, get into it and hear Don't You for the first time of a million. Okay, now just to clarify, and I've had to write their names, we've got seven dolls left. Or seven... Eight. Eight. Wait, what? Oh, well, I've only... Wait a minute. No, actually, I've only got six here. Hang on. (laughs) Two sets of four in that final performance. Oh, that's right. I've got seven. I'm missing someone. We'll work out who it is as we go along. Okay. (laughs) So we start off in this loft. Now, I'm going to just describe the interior decoration of this loft as mm-hmm. industrial boudoir. Yes, very much. Did you see that, like, leopard print kind yes. of throw that was slung over the banister? Now, here's the thing. Like, <laughs> I, obviously, there's a... I'm, well, I'm assuming there's AC in that loft, but no, in LA, you never want, like, a big, heavy, fluffy animal throw, do you? Ever. Never, ever. ever. Even under AC, you don't want it. No. <laughs> so, yeah, we come back. Melissa S. is obviously not happy because she she was up for elimination in the last episode. Uh, Michael and I said that Melissa S. We, Melissa S. is going to be played by J Lo in the movie of this. Um, we still haven't really got to the bottom of us if she actually is Caucasian or not, but it doesn't matter. Oh, is she the one at the end of this episode has the huge hair. Yes, got it. No. Oh wait, who's that then? <laughs> Anastasia. Oh, she, that's who I'm missing. <laughs> You're missing Anastasia. Just write the tallest down. one. Tall with the really big hair is Anastasia. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we hear we hear a little bit from Jamie as well. So she obviously, uh, last episode was all about confidence and she did get her confidence up, but she thinks she needs a little more confidence. I will note yet again, she's sitting on her chair backwards. Like, chair backwards. And I, I referred to it last week as a suspicious mind style, but actually the movie is called Dangerous Minds. Remember Michelle Pfeiffer sits backwards on a chair? Oh, yeah. I just think the it's... The most famous woman ever to have done it. I just think it's very... Um, I mean, it's the 90s. I'm watching Home and Away and someone comes into the diner and pulls up a chair yeah. and sits backwards. <laughs> I, at this point, I would like to talk about all the the, the chair choices in the confessionals. <laughs> there are thrones. Yep. There's a funky space chair. Yep. There's a it, chaise. There's a chaise. Cora uh, Mariella is yeah. fully reclining and with the, her legs in frame. I think it's an animal print chaise. Yeah. And then there's also a chair that's a, a, like a jaunty angle. So so their body's <laughs> facing one way, but they have to turn their head to talk to the camera. I'm like, choices. Yeah. There's definitely a someone in charge of set decoration who was like, I'm going to have some fun. <laughs> that's, that's what Jamie's saying. And then Cicely is obviously discussing how Ponderipa was not the right song for her. Yeah. And again, me and Michael talked about this last week, but 
they they tried to set Cicely up last week. They gave her Ponder replay and then were, all her critiques were like, this isn't really the song for you. She didn't choose it. And, you know. Which one's Cicely again? Oh, no, Cicely's the rock chick. Yeah. She's the Sarah Harding of this. Yes. Sarah Harding meets Dido's hair. Yes. Got it. Okay. There's a lot going on with her, with Cicely's hair in this episode. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so, yeah, she's really just recapping that, you know, of course it wasn't the right song for her. At this point, we get a very awkward moment where one of them announces they have screen mail. Now, this is not an established thing. They've never been told, okay. like, it's not like doll mail or pussycat post. Mm, pussy post. <laughs> pussy post. Yeah, they haven't been given a, a prompt. So one of them's like, we've got screen mail. Is They're trying so hard mail? not to say Tyra mail. Is it screen scream as in like no screen <laughs> because they're watching them on that um pull oh. down overhead projector screen oh dear i feel like i feel like the producers hadn't come up with the name like oh shit we're, we're gonna film in two minutes what we're we gonna call it oh, it's, oh, it well it's on the screen it's mail it's screen mail they should have called it pussy, pussy post cat. pussy post <laughs> okay so they're damn they, fools they get a digital pussy post yes uh, <laughs> and this time we don't see asia holding a, a, the actual remote to work the system which is what we saw in the last episode <laughs> uh, like trying to work through the settings to make sure that they could actually see it they probably lost it under a funky giant furry <laughs> pillow so who's got the remote oh, i think it's <laughs> under one of the throws yeah but which throw so the pussycat dolls come on with their their uncomfortable video message of the week and now oh. speaking of sitting I've noticed this is a pattern. It really is them being like, okay, we've got we've got a bunch of girls. We need to have them delivering this message. It's always there's always one person who's sitting basically fully turned away from the camera and having to talk over their shoulder, mm. and then like one girl who's on the floor with like her leg up, and they're just like, hey girls, and it's always just Nicole sitting sitting pretty in the middle. Nicole Nicole does not want to be there. <laughs> Nicole is above this yeah. in her in her eyes and mind. Serving the lowest energy possible. And mm-hmm. um, so there's there's meant to be a lesson each week that they kind of eat the, the, the thing that they're going to be trying to do. Mm. Last week was confidence. So they announced that this week is about creating your own persona. Like pussy morals? Yeah, it's kind of, it's the, it's just, it's the very loose theme of the episode. But I think as we go along, we'll find that they're really struggling, even just on the second week of performances to find enough things that are different. I, if I were producing the show, developing the show, I would definitely come up with a, like a nine lives format. Mm. That's such a good idea. Sorry, I'm drinking a gin and tonic. Mm. That's what that noise was. <laughs> clink, clink, clink. So what did you think about uh, Ashley's leopard print fedora in this video message? Uh, I thought it was great. Just, yeah, noted. And I have to say, just from a personal experience note, I worked on a show with Ashley from the Pussycat Dolls. and She is a goddamn delight. Lovely. I always get confused between Ashley and Kimberly. Well, they're the two kind of, they're the two Brit exports below Nicole in the kind of the, the rungs. So they're the two that are always knocking around on a a different competition reality show in the UK yeah. that's not X Factor, but like a roving reporter and Sashi Knight take exactly, or exactly. Well, that's what I worked with her on. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the dolls kind of say, "Go meet Robin in the dance studio." So they all go in there, and Robin gives them more information on the theme, and she's like, "This theme is about persona." And you know, shall we talk for a quick second about? The irony of talking about having a very clear persona in a group of people who are often not remembered as, a, as well, who's not Nicole. Well, I just I just talked about not remembering who was Kimberly and who was Ashley. Is yeah. that her name? Yeah. Ashley. So at this point, Robin is talking about Kimberly and she says, yeah, Kimberly's got a really special style. Mm. It's a little shady. You know what I mean? Well, really, the whole thing hinges on just the fact that she had a mohawk in that. In Dodger, basically. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and then, would you believe, Kimberly's there. She makes she, she comes out in person. Now, talking of hair, 
she comes out with a mane of hair. I would describe the color as rust. Yes. I'd also say that hair contains maybe four bumpets. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was yeah, like yeah. a lot of bumpet work going on in that mm-hmm. hair. I thought she looked good, though. She did look good. She was wearing she was wearing a, like a cropped legging and a heel, which I think is very signature Pussycat Dolls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's talking about, you know, being confident in your unique persona. You know, she talks about the mohawk. And yet again, we get a short clip of, don't you? And maybe, is this our third or fourth time hearing that song in the episode? And a don't you graphic just zooms in your face in and out of that clip as well. Yeah, we did a lot of whooshing around this week, more than normal. We whooshed okay. around an extra an extra amount in this episode. Okay. And then I just want to note, uh, the running theme of this show is that someone in every episode is wearing a skull print on them. And in this episode, Jamie was wearing a skull scarf on her head. Funky. But yeah, there's been a skull that has appeared in every in every episode so far. I think it's like a secret hidden theme. Oh, edges. get in the get in the group or die. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do you want to? Why don't you tell talk about the the songs the songs that they're going to do this week? Yes, so they're going to be split up into two groups, and they are going to do a song by Pat Benatar. What song is it again? Heartbreaker. Heartbreaker. Dreammaker. Love taking down a mess around a man. And then the other song for the other group is On Vogue's A Free Mind. Ooh la la, ooh la la, ooh la la, ooh la la. Lovely. <laughs> two very different songs. Yes. Two two very distinctly different songs. Whereas last week we were given a lot of the same. What was last week? Ponder Replay. Ponder and... Replay, One Two Step. Oh, Crazy in Love was another song from last week as well. Okay. So yeah, in the two groups. So in Heartbreaker, we have Cicely, Chelsea, Jamie, and Melissa R. And in Free Your Mind is Anastasia, Melissa S, Mariella, and Asia. How are you feeling about all those names I just said? Can you put any faces to them? No. There's one, all I know is that there's Cicely the Rock chick. There's one who gets bangs later on in the episode. Chelsea. There's one who looks like um, a white woman scarecrow. Um, <laughs> Jamie. Yeah, this, so that's, that's <laughs> where I'm at right now. Yeah, so this is, all, this is all to say that this episode is where we really start to get the focus on Cicely because she gets given Heartbreaker and they're all like, oh, we gave you Pat Benatar, like you're going to be great. So it's like pressure, 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 Don't pressure. And then before we even get into any of the dancers singing rehearsals, the girls are already coming for Mariella's neck, as they say, basically saying Free Your Mind is actually a hard song to sing. And <laughs> I wrote the words and she can't sing for shit. That's what they're implying. So Mari and okay, so Mariella can't sing, but isn't there? There's one of them also can't dance. <laughs> yes, Mariella can't sing. Chelsea can't, can't dance. dance. That's right. <laughs> those those are our themes. So we start with we kind of drop into dance rehearsal and uh, singing rehearsal. So we we drop in with free your mind, and basically they continue kind of talking about it. And it's Mariella saying, you know, she's worried about the vocals because that's not really her strong suit but she does know that she can dance and they do show some of that like she's doing some good jobs i think mikey like compliments her in the dance rehearsal because she's able to do all the, the hip pops that they need to do in that got it i'm i'm just mesmerized in this scene by them all singing to bottles of water but with the label ripped off there's a lot of water bottle singing action in this show a lot love that can't give the girls just a fake mic even for rehearsals i know that's what's fascinating like it, it feels but maybe it's it's meant to be like strange. No, I'm, I'm, this is too much credit. But it's strangely relatable. Yes, you know? I, I How guess. How many times so. have you like grabbed a bottle of Volvic and you know done a <laughs> done a song out of it? But only one of those skinny bottles. You can't have one of those. Remember the sports Volvics with the sports oh, yeah. cap. You can't have that can't one. Can't have like a sport, square one. A sports cap like Buxton water. <laughs> and then we just get a quick kind of a quick cut of them doing the harmonies around the piano for free your mind. And I just wrote the notes. Oof, my goof. Yep. Tough. 
So yeah, then we then we switch to the Heartbreaker group, and uh, this is just they're doing a bit of uh, choreo to start with, and the running theme of this show is that Mikey hates Chelsea, the one that can't dance. Okay, and Mikey's the choreographer. Okay, what does Chelsea look like again? Chelsea's bangs. Oh, Chelsea becomes Chelsea bangs. Chelsea bangs. Okay. So Mikey hates Chelsea bangs because she can't dance, and okay. it's just the. The, the running theme of these episodes and he's always he always takes it too far he's like nasty and yeah. this is Chelsea versus Mikey again um, yeah and then they switch to uh, kind of vocal rehearsals and then this is when we get into Sicily being the main focus of this bit got it you're heartbreaking <laughs> no no, no. Make... oh wait no, well, no they keep making her sing the big, the first verse your love is like a tidal wave taking over my head <laughs> and they make her sing that maybe seven or eight times like in the actual episode so yeah. you can only imagine how many times they made her do it like in the room so she's basically she's she's really struggling and the, the guy eric who's the like vocal coach he says like you should be shining like this is your week and she's you can see she's like really cracking under the pressure you know, I think the edit is meant to make us think, oh, she's getting a little fresh with Eric about the fact that, and the the pianist whose name I've forgotten, about the fact that they, like, keep getting them to rehearse it, to rehearse it, to rehearse it. But then she points out that they've only been getting, like, three or four hours sleep a night, and yeah. that she's, like, run ragged. And I have to just throw back to the first episode where they were all in the, the courtyard Marriott in Long Beach, and they all got, like, a disease where they were, like, vomiting and dying. <laughs> Even back then, Cicely was like, I need to go to bed, I'm really tired. I think this girl just needs her sleep and we need to let her have it. Yeah. They're clearly torturing her behind the scenes by keeping her awake. Yeah. There's definitely, this is many, many years before like contestant care or whatever. Yes. The duty of care is not there at all. Although at some, one point, one of them says something like, well, if you get it into the Pussycat Dolls, they, they only, it's like, they sleep when they can. <laughs> it makes it sound like <laughs> their cats are just curl up in a corner every now and again. Yeah. So of course, yeah, you just... <laughs> Who's that? You're like, oh, who's that on the windowsill? It's just Carmet. <laughs> Is that how you say her name? <laughs> uh, who's, who's that? It's like scratched the back of the sofa. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just wanted to talk to you. This is actually, this is my first note I made about red hair. I want to talk about Cicely's hair. This is pre-makeover, her hair. Oh, I don't so remember. So many red tones in that hair. Oh, I want okay. to talk about how in the year 2007, a lot of people had maybe three or four different tones of red in their hair at the same time. Yeah. Do you think that was inspired by that? Because it was Christina that had the, the red pieces in her hair, wasn't it? But, but hers was more literal. It was more like platinum blonde and pinky red. There yeah. were just two colors going on. Cicely's got maybe, yeah, Cicely's got like red hair, ginger hair, like fireman red hair. Yeah. There's some gold in there. Yeah. All the kind of tones of the red, orange, rainbow. I will just do a quick shout out to my friend Lydia who had red streaks in her hair inspired <laughs> by Christina in this year. <laughs> she remembers. That's a, Look, that's a lot of work that's gone into that, yeah. that miasma of, of rouges. <laughs> okay, so the girls, uh, you know, we finish with rehearsals. The girls get kind of called in to see, you know, Robin, Mikey and the gang. And we've basically reached my favorite week of America's Next Top Model, which is... Makeover week! Now, I don't want to go too deep into talking about Top Model, but oh let me tell you something. If you're ever feeling down on yourself, pop onto YouTube.com and just search America's Next Top Model Makeovers and you can watch montages of girls having their heads shaved, like mm. mohawks being shaved into people's heads, eyebrows being bleached. It's quite something. Now, crucially... Yes. Who's going to be doing those makeovers? Well... <laughs> <laughs> it's I don't know if you know this but it is a celebrity hairstylist I mean he's done he's done all the greats as, as one of the girls lists I mean he's done um, Pussycat Dolls um, 
he's also Robin's brother. He's great. <laughs> That's basically what she says. Exactly. Girls are going to be getting makeovers from Jonathan Anton. Now, don't get this confused with Robert Anton or Stephen Anton, the executive producer. This is the third sibling of the Anton dynasty, Jonathan Anton. Okay, I'm on Jonathan's Wikipedia. Okay. He grew up in Beverly Hills. His mother is an interior designer and his father is an artist. I mean, it makes sense. Well, same for Robin then, right? Exactly. No wonder. No wonder they turn into the people that they are. His Instagram, he describes himself, the first thing it says in his biography, pioneer of reality TV. Oh. Okay. Okay, John. Okay. And then he's got a link to another Instagram called Jonathan Anton Salon. And the description of that is a conceptual environment for human vanities. (laughs) If you dig a little deeper... You can also go on Cameo and get a Cameo from Jonathan. <laughs> wow. Do you, do you wonder how much that costs? Uh, $40. It's like 49 so oh, yeah. Perfect. I'm yeah. very good at guessing Cameo prices. Okay. Um, so before they go to the makeover, we just get an, some more uh, foreshadowing from Cicely. Despite complaining about too much rehearsal, she starts complaining that now they're going to get makeovers and it's going to take time away from rehearsing. So... She's getting the she's getting the crazy edit basically. Got it. And then um, there was a little moment because we, we did watch this, this episode together. My second viewing of us watching it together. I do think you missed the line where Jamie, the one you described as a white scarecrow, mm-hmm. described her style as urban funky white chick from New York. How do you feel about that? Nervous. <laughs> Very nervous. I'd say I'd say maybe four words out of that sentence are correct. White chick, New York. <laughs> Factual. <laughs> Urban and funk, uh, up for debate. <laughs> Around this moment, we also get another whooshing graphic, and it is uh, a feather boa that kind of opens like a door. Yes, that's, how, that. they, that's how they travel into different locations, through the feather boa, PCD kind of wormhole. Got it, okay. And it always goes, don't ya, as they transition between scenes. Oh, I, I love that. Now, my next note just says, because we arrive at Jonathan's salon, yes. and he gets introduced. My next note just says, is Jonathan Anton hot? Question mark? Discuss. I I okay. say yes. I would say yes. He's definitely a pioneer. It may not be a pioneer of reality TV, but is a pioneer of the early days of Botox. Yes, but I think he looks good. I think it looks good. I think if you go on his Instagram, I think it looks better now. Show me. Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Jonathan Anton. I was into you then. I'm into you now. Yeah, I'm more into him now, I would say. Yeah, but don't you feel like at the time you would have been into him? Like, I think I'm into him. His looks have grown with me. That's fair. I'll, ex- <laughs> I'll accept that. Anyway, so basically he's like, uh, uh, at this point, Robin's like, okay, we're going to start, you know, making the the ins- the outsides match the inside persona. And he goes around, he's like feeling people's hair. You know, he says to Chelsea, like, have you ever thought about getting bangs? Translation, a fringe. And uh, Chelsea starts crying about the concept of getting a fringe cut into her hair mm-hmm. because uh, she used to be overweight and she's very self-conscious. So I think she's really harness this current image we see and i think messing with that is really like fucking with her mind basically do you remember being at school and there was a, a period of time where well i feel like when we were maybe got to about the age of 10 all the girls started cutting their hair shorter yeah like they went from long hair and then there was like a bang period aka yeah. a fringe period do i have one do i no longer have one do i grow out am i growing in yeah yeah a lot of a lot of girls with like the, the hat the kind of a bang that you didn't know if it was coming or going right you know right, I mean? right, right, right. Th- I feel like as a someone who's, you know, identifies as male and whose hair is falling out, I feel like I'll never understand the fringe bang worlds that people live in, you know? Yeah. What I would give to have some hair brushing down over my eyes. But anyway. I tell you what, if you went to see Jonathan, maybe get a little clip on. Clip, oh, absolutely. Clip in bang. 
Absolutely. Um, there's definitely a worrying moment where his hands are in Mariella's hair and I'm like, uh, her hair's perfect and let's leave it. Yes. And Robin's like, I love it. It looks so great. Yeah. Not good. Not yeah. good. So Sicily here, she starts to get her makeover and she's not <laughs> happy chappy, is she? And, and I mean, she already has quite a fraught hairstyle, which goes with her rock chick persona. And it seems like they were like, okay, well, this girl's got like basically a mullet. They're like, she just sticks some more hair on underneath. Okay, what year are we in? 2007. So I remember, I think it would be 2005. Uh, I used to go to, or 2004, and I would go to the hairdressers, and they kind of enjoyed me going because I would always be like wanting to try something funky. Dead to funky. Try things out. So I just remember like, them always talking about panels. It'd be like, <laughs> okay, we're just going to dye this panel. We're going to have a, a panel here, be dyed a different color. I remember at one stage I had like blue, black, Bleach blonde and red. Wow. It was a, and it was a real cockatoo explosion say, extravaganza. Real regional gay cockatoo, as, as we like to call them. Yeah. <laughs> that dolphin speak was back. <laughs> my, my dolphin speak PhDs. <laughs> yeah, and then we just get a little, you know, classic America's Next Top Model scene from Chelsea crying about the bangs going in her head. But, you know, she's a fool. They look great. And Anastasia then gives us the uh, the kind of information that... You know, after they had their makeovers done, they got dropped off at, and I quote, one of the hottest clubs in LA to show off their looks. Now, I felt like we got bamboozled. They were like mm, flashing so many sites of Hollywood. And then we, we got a real, like, almost like a strobe flash of just some, like, gates that they were going to walk through. That looked like someone's house. Oh, maybe. Or like the Abbey. But I feel like we're not even at the level of being at the Abbey at this point. So who knows what the, the hottest club in LA is that they're in, but... I'm dubious. Mm. And then they go inside and it's very, it's, that light is very bright inside, isn't it? And it's very drafty. I have, I have a lot of issues with the lighting in this entire scene. So yeah, okay. they're basically overlit for when they walk in and they also kind of, they all clomp in in a line and Robin and Mark McGrath are there. I feel like we could have cut, like cut that scene in half and like done some quicker editing. Cause I felt like we watched all of them walk in. And Robin and Lance are like, oh, oh, great. Oh, you look good. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then that's when we should have stopped. But then it kept going. And at one point, Mark McGrath was like, oh, she's got bangs. And then at the end, he went, look at all these creations. I was I like, know. all right, Mark McGrath. The word creation. Yeah, I was like, take your tiny nostrils and get out of here, okay. Mark McGrath. Thoughts of Mark McGrath? Um, not for me. Oh. Never been for me and not for never. me. No, nope, he never did it for me. Oh, at the time, very into him. No. We've, we discussed this the other day. We did. Him and Shifty Shellshock from Crazy Town. Yeah. They both had a, a place in my heart back yeah, in the day. Yeah, I, I, was, I was more onto the... I like brunettes. You know me, I don't like a, I don't like a blonde man. Even a frosted blonde man I'm not into. Do you think Jonathan did his hair? Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Well, he does Pussycat Dolls. He's Robin's brother. Mark McGrath. Mark McGrath. And the rest is Sugar Ray. <laughs> not Little Kim's hair. She wouldn't let him touch it. Fair. Okay. Well, speaking... Okay, speaking of Little Kim, we're in this hot club... Little Kim's there. Now, this is my first experience of her in the show. Yes. I was like, what? Yeah. Why is Little Kim there? That's a big booking. Yeah. So my issue with this scene is that we went from the overlit kind of lobby of whatever restaurant or bar this was to yeah. then these really strange scene where they were, they put lights on the table, but then not put up like studio lighting around the room. So like it was dark with like just lights coming up from the table. So everyone looked very ghoulish in this scene. And then they were like, Little Kim's here. Pussycat Dolls manager's here. Robin's here. Sit down. Mingle. And then it was just this really awkward kind of montage of them being like, 
<laughs> little Kim, she's great. Little Kim kind of looks like Snooky here. She does. <laughs> she, yeah, she had a, some very Snooky-like styling for sure. <laughs> the PCD manager, Jeff, is there. Got very wide eyes. Creepy. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't great. And then I just want to take this moment to talk about the fact that it's really upsetting that Mariella had that beautiful curly hair and they've just all they've done is straighten it. It's really problematic. Yeah, it's really tough. And I get what they're, they're trying to get a contrast so that she can have a different look. But I also feel like whatever technology was straightening her hair in that, that day and age was obviously, you know, professionally done at the salon and in some of her like confessionals. But then it's kind of trying to revert back to its curls and the rest of it. And yes. I think they did her a disservice by doing that because it's kind of half and half and she couldn't just have her beautiful curls or the sleek hair. I agree. They kind of just made it like in between, which and, is not fair. Yeah, completely agree. Um, and then I just said, what have they done to Cicely's hair? Which again, they've just stuck like a, basically like a loaf of, a loaf of red bread on the side <laughs> of her head, right? <laughs> now, initially I thought there's no one else at this drafty club. But then behind them, there's a table of people. I was like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> that was clearly production where they were like, put on a banded dress and sit in that booth. Yes. And then this is like, ooh. <laughs> Wear a funky skull scarf and <laughs> yeah, mingle. Exactly. <laughs> Don't you? So um, they've been at the club. Yes. Do you know what it's time for? It's time for a 2 a.m. rehearsal. <laughs> oh, my God. Watching this made me feel exhausted. Me too. Just put those poor girls standing on those boxes. Also, also just imagine like working the shopping night. Right, guys, right, everyone, we're wrapping at the club. Um, who's who's on rehearsal? Who's gonna go do? Ben Fraser, <laughs> can you go cover rehearsal? <laughs> oh, I don't wanna. It's two a.m. I'm so tired. Two a.m. I'm wearing a nondescript bar of Sunset <laughs> Boulevard. I don't want to. Do yeah, it. they're like, don't let the girls see you complaining about being tired. Okay. Um. So yeah, there's just uh kind of a, a tough that's more of Mikey being disgusting to Chelsea he he like says if you don't get off that box in time I'm gonna like smack you in the face I made up those words that's actually complete slander he does say that she needs to hold in her stomach and then slaps her on the stomach which again is just problematic yeah even, even problematic for anyone but the fact that Chelsea's whole storyline is that she's lost like a fair amount of weight so like oh, she's no. obviously like that's her storyline is that she she lost a lot of weight before you know becoming who she is now so it's like don't talk to her about her body also you can fuck off mikey i also i don't trust a choreographer who's always in jeans <laughs> you want to see shorts or athleisure see some best. athleisure. i tell you what our beloved beth from girls loud off the record she wouldn't be in that studio in jeans no, of course not she'd be in some comfies and she'd be doing the moves anyway so um, then we get this really strange scene where basically Cicely is like, okay, Chelsea's not like dancing up to scratch. So I'm going to keep her afterwards, which I'm guessing is 3 a.m. And it's like putting her through this weird drill sergeant routine. Now her heart's in the right place, yes. but her execution is too harsh. And Chelsea also is not great in that moment either. Okay, Cicely, you're right. She's being helpful, but she's fucking annoying. Also... Was she not earlier complaining about no sleep? And now she's... I know. She's, she's really kind of gone off into like a whirling dervish of, of hysteria. Yeah, she's... They, they've truly made Cicely come undone this week. And she's made herself come undone. It's a good combo. So the next day they announced that um, they're going to be going to a place called The Record Plant. I accidentally wrote Ron Fart's Recording Studio. Now I'm a child, so that made me laugh. Yeah, Ron Fair... Among the artists he has mentored are Christina Aguilera, Vanessa Carlton, Keisha, Keisha Cole, Keisha Cole, Keisha Cole, Keisha Cole, the Black Eyed Peas and Fergie, and the Pussycat Dolls. Oh, wow. He's really had some uh, strong female vocals in his face, hasn't he? Yeah. From Fergie to Christina. 
To Keisha Cole. <laughs> so, yeah, he's the chairman of Geffen Records. Uh, Asia talks about the fact that she loves Christina Aguilera. Ron Fair kind of announces that they're going to all be singing. Um, they're all going to be replacing the chorus of Doncha. So I think they're actually doing all the parts in the kind of harmony of Doncha. Yes. And they're all individually going to do that. Because there's a lot of like, Don't you wish your girlfriend was hot like me? Don't you Don't wish you. your girlfriend was... <laughs> Don't you wish your girlfriend was... <laughs> Just that. And it turns out that Ron Fair, as well as being a chairman of Geffen, he also seems to be like a, a technician. Yeah. Because he he's like... Fully twi- working the board. <laughs> he's working the board, twiddling <laughs> knobs. And he's saying, no, sing it more like, you know, throaty or sing it more like this. I'm like, all right, Ron. Well, um, it's really... It's crucial that we mention at this point that basically whoever does the best in this is going to be... Uh, it's going to be immune from elimination yeah. in this. So uh, we won't kind of go through absolutely everyone one by one because it was a lot of footage of just people getting like going, don't you wish your girlfriend was, don't you wish your girlfriend was, don't you wish your girlfriend was. Don't you? Yeah, Cicely was nervous. Jamie was wearing the most low-rise trousers you've ever seen in your life. They were those Jessica Simpson irresistible, you know, bum, bum skimmer trousers. Um, Melissa R, she was... She was fine. Uh, Melissa S did pretty good. Ron used the phrase creamier tones when she was singing, which I didn't like. Yeah. Uh, Asia needed more attitude. Then we really kind of focus on Mariella in this point because everyone's talking about how she can't sing. She's super nervous. She goes into the booth and she does like a pretty good job, right? She does like, especially for someone who's literally never sung in a studio before, she does pretty well. Mm-hmm. So she comes back and then we have a great scene where the chorus is played back to her and we see her crying at her own performance of Don't Ya. <laughs> and, I, and I genuinely at first was like, Oh no, she's crying because it sounds bad. <laughs> no, she was crying because what? Well, I don't know what it was like for you the first time you heard your voice recorded in the booth. You know, oh, I mean, you know, it's taken a long time to get to this point that we're at, and yeah. how great I sound. Yeah, but that first time. Oh, that first. What were time. you recording again? What was your song? Your debut. <laughs> you took your. What, were you, what was your debut solo single that you recorded in the studio back in the day? Uh, mine was "I Turn to You." Oh, that's funny you say that because mine was "I Turn to You." Oh. So how does that work? Oh, wait a minute. Was yours in Spanish or something? Yeah. Mine was in Caribbean because of my heritage. Mine was in Scotch. (laughs) I'm not going to sing I Turn to You in a Caribbean accent. Despite (laughs) having a Caribbean dad, I'm not going to attempt that on sing. I'm going to sing I Turn to You in a Scottish accent. I turn to you (laughs) through the rain, through the storm. There you go. (laughs) Very good. So they announced the winner and obviously they've been pumping Mariella up to win. So Melissa fucking S wins it. Mm-hmm. And now let me tell you something. I don't like Melissa S one little bit. I, I was furious I, when she won. Which one was she? I don't remember which one she is. I mean, look, it's hard to remember when someone's called Melissa S. And we have Melissa R as well. well. That's what I mean. There's already another <laughs> Melissa. Melissa S is the one that, I, that last week we were saying uh, would be played by J-Lo, despite the fact that we think oh. she might be Caucasian. Got it, got it. Big hair at the end of the episode. <laughs> yes, huge. huge. No, you keep saying <laughs> no, that's wait. Anastasia. Oh, God. And left outside alone. That's what you need to think. You need to think tall, big, big song, Anastasia the singer. But then I just think of the <laughs> Scarecrow girl. When I think <laughs> That's of Jamie. Oh, God. <laughs> think Jamie Lynn Spears. Uh-oh. She's oh. also like a blonde scarecrow. Anyway. Okay. So Melissa S wins. They show everyone in the van. Everyone's pissed off. Um, so let's just fast forward to performance day. Performance day. We're backstage and there's the real energy of a school play. People running around <laughs> being like, can I borrow your lippy? Everyone doing their own hair and makeup. Yes. Harsh. 
not fair on the girls that they're doing their own hair and makeup for television. But this is SD, so we're not that angry at them, right? Yeah. It's not high definition. I think you have to have a makeup artist now for high definition. That's just not fair to the girls. But we were watching on my TV and we could barely see anyone's facial features. It was just blurs. Yeah. It was low, low, low def. I have to say, I did enjoy... um, I think it was Jamie or someone was just like doing a dance in front of a mirror. And I really enjoyed that little shot. That was really fun. So shall we get into the performances? Yeah, well, let's get into the space. We're in the, the Pussycat Doll Lounge on, on the Sunset, Sunset Strip. Strip. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of metal staging thrusting around. Yes. What would you call it? Like scaffolding? Mm. That really kind of like exposed metal staging. Yeah. There's a lot of it's, it's a lot of lighting rig to be looking at, which yeah. is definitely not there if you were to just casually attend the Pussycat Doll Lounge on the Sunset Strip on like a regular Friday. Now we we all know that the Pussycat Doll Lounge did exist in Vegas for a while, but was there everyone in the Sunset Strip? We, we still we tried to deal with this last week. We couldn't get to the bottom of it. Yeah, no one knows. It's a mystery. We 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 <laughs> came up with the idea that it was only solely used for filming other reality shows. You know, like, it'd be like, Kim Kardashian's going to be at the Pussycat Doll Lounge. No, but that was in Vegas. Remember? Mm. Anyway. Um, I just want to give a shout out to Robin's wave here when she's introduced in the judging panel. It's just a little, like a half, how would you describe this wave? Um, this is like a half hand crab wave. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, little Kim is back. Still can't believe that they managed to book her for this show. I'm impressed. <laughs> and they're all seated around... Um, Tables that have tablecloths on them. Two, two, tre- two, like yeah, two round kind of trestle tables with really cheap fabric tablecloths. They're not tablecloths; those are pieces of fabric. Got it. Because you can see even where they're writing that it's like bunching up in a way that a tablecloth wouldn't. It's just fabric that's been thrown on them. All the budget went on the the multiple chairs for the confessionals <laughs> and the the heavy, heavy furry throws back in the in, the industrial boudoir warehouse. <laughs> So we start with uh, the Free Your Mind group, which is Anastasia, Mariella, Asia, and Melissa S. Yeah. So first of all, let's just talk about Free Your Mind for a second. Mm-hmm. I love this song. That's a As great you know, song. I performed this on my 30th birthday in Vegas, remember, with uh, with Caroline? Do you remember me and her? Do you remember that, that karaoke bar we went to on my birthday? Me and Caroline performed Free Your Mind because basically me, Caroline, and my friend Fran have famously performed Free Your Mind amongst... Uh, have performed Free Your Mind at a variety of venues around London. And I'd say the reception we've got has been hmm. cold to middle. So you thought you would take the trio to Vegas? Yes. So we took, we took the, the trio became a duo and we did it in Vegas. And it was a smash hit. And I will say there's this one time, I've definitely told the story a billion times, this one time that we did it in a pub in Wimbledon. And it was literally a pub full of old, like, white men who were, like, old white drunks. And obviously people were going up and singing, like, country music karaoke and everyone was just kind of sitting there swaying. Three of us got really drunk on like white wine and we were like, let's do free your mind. And I swear to God, we did it. We got crickets from the venue. Apart from this one woman, this she was a mixed race woman. And she like, literally like the song started and it was like, and I saw her head whip round. And literally she came up to the front as if it was a concert and she was the only person in the audience. And she was literally like, free your mind. Like she loved it and came up to us afterwards and said that she thought we were great. Oh. So I have a lot of fond feelings for Free Your Mind. You really took me on a journey with that story. <laughs> I like that a lot. So Anastasia just shouted her way through the performance, as she does. Anastasia's tall, huge hair. Huge hair. Loved yeah. her hair. Yeah, she's very striking. She's gorgeous. Um, I thought Mariella sounded really good, because that was obviously her whole journey this week, is that she was not strong on the vocals. I thought she sounded great. Um, 
I said there's so much walking backwards and forwards choreography for this one. <laughs> it was just literally like, walk to the front, walk to the front, turn, turn, walk to the back, walk to the back, hip, hip. Yeah, I, this was definitely choreography light compared to the other group. Yeah. Oh, this is, is this the group where they go to the polls at the end of the performance? Yes. That's right. I did like that because, yeah, basically halfway through it's like, go and break out and have a little sexy fun. And then there's two people on poles on the other side, then two in the middle, like kind of just grinding down to the floor. I thought it was really fun. And then the, the best part is Asia really goes for a run at the end and uh, they cut to Ron's face and he's just like, oof. Which I disagree with. She sounded fine. I thought Asia's pretty fantastic yeah. in this performance. Yeah. She is just a, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they get their critiques and there's not too much to talk about. They kind of praise Mariella. They say Anastasia's vocals aren't great. Uh, but she's very good. Um, they say Melissa was good. And yeah, they say, he says he doesn't really like, he says he doesn't like people growling in songs. He says you get one growl per album. I'm trying to think of a really good good example of a growl in a song. Oh, it's, uh, <laughs> one of them is uh, Billy Piper, because we want to. Come on and help me sing it. Ron here, Ron from Geffen, he's really playing the Simon Cowell role, isn't he? Yeah. Well, you know, and the thing is, is that, his his job is to talk about the vocals, and I will say that this show is emphasis slightly more slightly more emphasis on choreography. So I do feel like his his all his comments are pretty valid. Okay, let's get Rocky. I'm already sweating, but let's just let's get dead Rocky. Get props, props. Can you bring out um some little almost like if you do CrossFit like a half of a box, <laughs> like an eight inch box maybe yeah, for bo- a box jumping box. Exactly. Bring out a box see, jumping box. Did you see they had their names on them in glittery letters? Oh, props. but like not even you know like these days i feel like on a show the letters would be like illuminated maybe but they were really stuck on like glittery fabric in that um medieval pussy girls font well we've got <laughs> we've got that that font stencil <laughs> so this was really tough uh sicily opened the number in what i described as a uh sexy freddy krueger outfit she was wearing just <laughs> under just underpants and a striped kind of jumper coming off the shoulders yeah, yeah, she looked like a sexy, rocky Freddy Krueger. There are a lot of visible undies, just in yeah. general. Um, also, one of them is one of them wearing like Beetlejuice pants. Yes, <laughs> you you primped in my exact note. Love <laughs> Melissa R's Beetlejuice trousers. <laughs> but um, Cicely really fucked up because she basically started like a beat behind and then just completely was behind the track the whole time of that her first that bit that they showed her singing a million times she got that wrong so it was, that was tough to watch oh. they but also as we said the, they are really given they're given props they're given choreography like they've got a lot to do with this song. yeah a song that's not that easy to sing like yeah. it's not for everyone i thought chelsea sounded really good bangs chelsea bangs yep she sounded great and then I just wrote the note, Jamie is so white. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that? Is she the scarecrow one? <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. scarecrow. Yeah, agreed. Scarecrow Jamie. And in, in the critiques here, yeah. um, a few, few key things from little Kim. She's really <laughs> earning her check. She talks about being a huge Pat Benatar fan and like doing a cover or something. Yeah, she said she did a cover of Heartbreaker. Like an album or something. No idea what's going on there. And then she gives a great anecdote about being in prison and then talking to, to Puffy a.k.a. Puff Daddy, a.k.a. P. Diddy, a.k.a. Diddy. Like, she's just really earning her keep. Yeah, she really is. That's actually the most alive I've seen her so far, like, this this season of the show. So, basically, they the judges do their kind of deliberation where they're just talking about everyone, and we just... Basically, they announce... They, they come to the decision, even without announcing it, that Free Your Mind is the winning group. Yes. So then they kind of talk about who's in the bottom out of the other four. So they're all kind of up for elimination, per se. This is when the girls come back on stage. Now, you haven't had the experience of knowing so far that the 
pink feather boas are really quite important in the show. <laughs> Obviously, all the girls come back on the stage and they're all wearing their boas. And basically, when you get eliminated, you have to hang up your boa. Yes. Now, they're not all wearing their boas around their neck. No. So they were all in the first week, but this week they've all been told to have a little fun. Mm, funk it up a bit. I thought Chelsea wasn't wearing one at all, but then later on I saw that she'd made it into like a Victorian bustle <laughs> around the back. <laughs> She's got a train. Yeah, and I think two girls were actually sharing one or had like combined their two boas into one and were like standing together draped in like two boas together, which oh I thought was fun. Imagine if we'd worked in this show, how much fun. <laughs> we would be like, um, oh, um, we're just... <laughs> We're just going to check, we're just going to check the boas that are there. We'll be back in a bit. I know, I think how many 2007 digital camera pictures of you and me and those boas there would be. <laughs> Standing, thrusting. We would, we would become really good friends with props. Because yeah, they'd have, they would have a demanding job, but we'd manage to sweet talk them. Of course. So we would get them to make up, actually, no, they would do it off their own back. They would make up those boxes yep. just for us with our names <laughs> in the glittery medieval font. Oh. And we would do like, you know, at three or 4 a.m., you know, once they've done the rehearsals, we'd be up there thrusting away. Oh, we would have so many good digital camera pictures of us on this production. Oh, oh. Us driving the crew, us driving like the, the crew van down Sunset. So um, the girls will come back on stage, free your mind, announced as the winners. Great, they all go off the stage. So the, the bottom four are going to be Jamie, as you call her, the white scarecrow, Cicely, our rock chick, Chelsea Bangs, and Melissa R, who looks like Nicole Scherzinger Young. Yes. So um, Chelsea and Melissa are a safe. So our bottom two are Cicely and Jamie. Mm-hmm. Scarecrow and Rock Chick. Yeah. So this this gets a little a little close for comfort. And actually, I'm still in the stages where I can't quite remember who goes home per episode. I know who wins and I know who gets quite far. But at this one, I was truly like, mm, I'm actually not sure who's going to go home. And they set it up in a way where it was like very much like, Jamie, you have the vocals, but you don't have any personality. Cicely, you have a lot of personality, but you like fucked up the vocals. Yeah. And... It's also still early early in the game. Yeah. We know that neither of these two are going to make it through to the end. Absolutely not. Do you actually, do you remember who wins this? I think I do, but I'm not going to say it out loud. Okay. But, but old rock chick here, here's the thing. Yeah, she has lots of personality, but, but Robin essentially says that she has too much personality <laughs> to be in a group with other girls working yeah. because she'll just end up fighting with them. Well, also, like, realistically, the Pussycat Dolls, Imagine if Cicely had joined the Pussycat Dolls. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, they're already like a priest. Well, let's think about the sugar babes. You can't have like a giant personality joining. You need, yeah. an, you need an Amel. Yeah. You need a Jade. You yeah. know? You need a Heidi. Yeah. It's just like, it wouldn't make, like, also because it's like, Cicely wouldn't get to sing any songs. She'd just be like in the back, like with her like mullet dancing to Docha. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. And we already know we've got, we've got other hair things going on in the group of the Pussycat Girls. <laughs> we've had a mohawk. Exactly. The mullet. So anyway, uh, basically Cicely is safe and Jamie is going to go and take her funky urban white persona back to New York. And, you know, I think she seems like a very nice girl. So as much as I've laughed at her, good for her. Yeah, so she, yeah, she hangs up that boa and then four really low wattage bulbs around her mirror get turned off. Yeah. And that was that was episode three. What do you think? 
That was fun. I mean, I was really worried about coming in at Ep3. <laughs> was I going to be able to follow? But now I know they, they hang the boa up. I'm okay. good to go. So I was going to say, that's my big question. Are you going to be joining me for episode four? I think I am. Oh, she's back. Oh, thank God. You're not going to be making me do that episode by myself again. And in, Oof, my goof. in episode four, it looks like we've had a little preview. Some, what I would describe as schlumpy guys arrive. Yeah, men in real schlumpy, dumpy outfits <laughs> arrive. And it's going to be lots of like dance sexy with this man i'm sure chelsea's gonna be highlighted for not being able to dance again so there we go and then rock chick uh she says that asia dances like a drag queen yeah which in 2007 is an insult 2021 she'd be the winner of the competition (laughs) (laughs) well you know get in touch with any any thoughts feelings you know i want to hear people's thoughts on you know heartbreaker by pat benatar (laughs) why not Oh, and I've got a fun tease for everyone out there. Someone I know worked on this show. <gasps> We're going to get them in. We're going to get in touch with them. We're going to see if we can get some goss. So uh, that episode could be may- maybe be called Behind the Boa. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Deep in the letterbox. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank okay. you so much for listening, everyone. Yeah. Um, you've got an episode of this coming out every week and you have our regular You're Welcome America episodes coming out every other week. Yes. I can't work out what that means right now because we're because we're recording out of order, but just fucking enjoy it, people. You're welcome. Bye. Don't ya. Don't ya. <laughs> you are right up May Street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go and buy Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13! I remember we couldn't remember the word for table.